This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more podcasts at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint. It's more like a big ball of wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. It's uh, uh timey wimey thing. Timey what? Timey wimey? I've no idea where he picks that stuff up. Welcome to another episode of the Timey Wimey Podcast Hour. I'm Ronnie. Shane's not here. Austin's not here. This is your bonus episode, but I'm not alone because I hate talking to myself. Well, talking to myself and recording anyways. Um, but I do have a friend on, and that would be Mr. Jay Loving. Hello, sir. How are you doing today? Pretty good. I don't mind talking to myself. It's just I don't like when I answer myself. I usually get into yeah. arguments. So. Well, yeah, I talk to myself all the time. It's, it's the <laughs> recording part that I get lost in. Yeah, mostly my a lot of my self talk consists of, Jay, you stupid son of a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for those who don't know, Jay is a co-host on another podcast on the network. It's Best of the Rest, where they talk indie comics majority. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a few digressions, but that's okay. It's yeah. fine. I don't think there is actually a podcast on the network that doesn't have a, a sidebar or a derailment. <laughs> nope, probably. Not that I've heard. Anyway. <laughs> but I wanted to talk to you and get you on because you are a big Doctor Who fan. Uh, yeah, borderline maniacal, I guess. <laughs> so who is your doctor then? <sighs> it's, you know, it's hard to say that I've got... You know, who's my doctor? I've always heard, or I hear people say all the time that it, you know, it's always your first doctor, you know, the, the right. one that you got introduced to. Right. And if I go by that, then of course it's Tom Baker. Okay. Because I started watching, uh, gosh, back in the late 70s, early 80s, and uh, there was a public television station in Dallas that broadcast that we got. And they were doing, of course, these were. About two years behind, I think. I didn't know it at the time, but they were about two, two years behind when they aired in Britain. Okay. So, you know, and it was Tom Baker episodes. Uh, that's when I kind of first started getting into it. I was sporadic for a while. And then, of course, uh, Peter Davison came along. And uh, I just, then I started trying to go back and watch a lot of the older episodes. I'm just I'm taking a long-winded answer to your question. No, it's fine. Because uh, no, went back usually... and saw some of the John Pertwee and some of the early stuff, and uh, you know, and then of course it, it went away in '89. That's when they stopped it. You know, they never officially canceled the show; they right. they just stopped making it. Right. Uh, so, and then I remember, you know, the movie the movie came out. Uh, Fox produced movie came out, and that was in '96, right. which I liked. You liked that, it at the time too. Yeah, or... I did. Okay. I still I like it. I saw it again here a few months ago. It's it's got you know it's not perfect, right? But I think that overall they did well. 
It, it, it? It, it, they tried to modernize it for the 90s, I think. Well, and they tried to make it, like I say, it was produced by an American company, you know, not the BBC. And I, right. they just, they were trying to make it to fit American culture. Right. And I think that was probably why it didn't work. Because this was really, a, it was really a pilot. They were going to try to revive the series here in the United States, and it just didn't didn't work out. And I think that's part of the reason. It's just like, no, I mean, some things work, but Doctor Who's a British. Yeah. It needs to be done by the BBC, and it's, it's just the way it needs to be done. And then, of course, I was excited when they brought it back in 2005. And I would say pff, the answer to your question, my doctor is Christopher Eccleston. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why would you say that? I mean, is it because of the excitement of it coming back, and then he was the first one, or like his smuggy, smartass? You know, he had he had a really tough challenge, you know, to bring this back after that many years and to step into the role. And yeah, part of it was the newness. I think just oh my gosh, Doctor Who is back. But yeah, I really liked his. He had this, you know, smug, smart ass, as you say, but also a really dark side because yeah. he's carrying all the guilt yeah. and the pain of the time war and the loss of Gallifrey and all the other time wars. And he just really, you really got that from this character. You know, this was a broken man. You know, he was just traveling along looking for anything to try to find new meaning because, yeah. you know, his, his whole society is gone. And he just did a really good job. I've always preferred, you know, the dark, um, sort of arrogant, grouchy yeah. <laughs> doctors, you know, over the, you know, the more sanguine ones like Matt Smith. Matt Smith was a good doctor, but, you know, he was just, he was just over the top. I, not as, mm, a little bit, a little bit. So. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I think everybody, like, like Eccleston's Austin's favorite doctor. As he said on here many a times, but like mm-hmm. everybody loves him as the doctor, but he hated playing the doctor. You know, well, so. now, I've heard some interviews, more recent interviews. Yeah, he was really, you know, standoffish for a long time, but he's kind of opening back up. And it's not so much he didn't, the way he talks now, he doesn't give the impression that he hated playing the doctor. It's just, a, and he won't go into it, won't give the details, but there was something he didn't get along with. Uh, Russell T. Russell T. And you know, there, there was some big conflict, you know, yeah. of, of creative differences that he just didn't you know, pick up his option for his second year because they signed him to a two-year contract. Well, I think it was like one year with option for a second year, and he just didn't pick it up. But yeah, yeah. So with that, what has been one, a couple of episodes that you can watch over and over again? <sighs> Uh, trying to think. I'm bad with names. Um, well, you could just describe them. That's fine. I'm sure I don't know their names either. Don't go Winnie the Pooh on me and go, what to do, what to do, what to do. No. Um, you know, if we go to Eccleston's year, right. I would say that the, there was one called The Empty Child. Yes. That was that's, one that, uh, that's the "Are you my mummy?" one, right? Yeah, are you yeah. my mummy? Yeah. Um, and I think that was the episode where they, f- 
was it the empty child or the doctor dances? The doctor, are you talking about Jack? Yeah, no, that's Jack Harkness was in there, but there was one where I think that was a two-parter. The empty child and the doctor dances kind of um, mm-hmm. came back. But at the end of it, when there was a really powerful scene at the end where the, the doctor is, uh, I'm trying to, these little, those little crystalline, crystalline light beings that were kind of taking over people. And co- yeah. And he was able to, you know, encourage them somehow to leave. And there were all these people that were, had had these taken over. And, you know, of course, the gas mask, which actually grew out of their face. So they weren't wearing a gas mask. Right. Well, you know, it, it became at the end obvious that all of that was going to, everybody was going to survive. And he makes this statement he's like, you know, Rose, just this once, everybody lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you could see it really kind of one of those that kind of hits you in the feels because here he was, you know, because people are always dying around him. Yeah. And here was this one time where nobody was going to die. And you could see the excitement, you know, and, you know, almost the joy that, that he portrayed. I don't think that was the strongest scene that Eccleston ever did yeah. in his one year. So that was a good one. Um, yeah, I definitely that one was pretty good too because you could tell, like you said, how uh, excited he was, like when he realized that nobody was gonna die. Right. But then you could, like on the flip side, you can, like right before that, when he thought some were gonna die, you can tell how angry he was too. Like yeah. it was like like it was happening again, and there's no way we can stop it type thing. But Another yeah. good one of Eccleston was uh, Dalek, where the, he goes, they go to that museum, mm-hmm. they find that museum, and there's this guy, an American, who has put together this uh, collection of alien hardware, and it turns out he's, he's captured a Dalek. And there was one scene in you know, the first scene with that, where he, this guy puts the doctor in a room with a Dalek. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he realizes that one has survived. He thought the Daleks were all gone. And there was another powerful scene in that where, you know, the, the Dalek says, I, I, you know, he, Dalek was always used to taking orders and there was nobody to give him orders. And the doctor said, tells him, all right, here's an order. Kill yourself. Just kill yourself. Yeah. And, and he kind of goes on a rant uh, with these, about the Daleks and how evil and reprehensible they are to just, you know, go ahead and kill yourself. And the Dalek responds back to him said, you would make a good Dalek. Yeah. And he just kind of hits him, you know. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that the one where I'm trying to think? Is that the one where he's like the servant? The Dalek is like the servant. No, he's not a servant. He was just. Um, I said this. Uh, like where maybe that maybe that's a Matt Smith one that I'm thinking of, where he's like, you don't want tea, or you know, like he'll. I can't do a very good Dalek voice, but. No, that was not this one. This was in, I think it was in Utah. Set That was the setting. It was in Utah. Okay. And they find this underground bunker. This, oh. Where this guy, this really smug American <laughs> guy, okay. has collected all these alien artifacts. You know, and they find it, and the doctor's shocked at the, where he could find all this stuff. And they finally meet this guy, the collector, and, and he's he realizes pretty quickly somehow he's able to ascertain that the doctor is alien okay. so he wants him and he essentially says i i need you to do something for me and he puts him in a room and the dalek is there it's it's dark when he goes in pitch oh pitch right right yes and then you, 
you see the little blue light at the end of the eye stalk on the do- on the Dalek. And of course, when the lights come on, he realizes it, and the Dalek's chained up. Yeah. Chained to a wall, and then the Doctor freaks out. You know, like let me out of here because mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's one where um, they have the Adam kid. I think Adam was his yeah. name. Yeah. And yeah, okay. Yeah, that one because especially because before that you you don't see the doctor like scared or anything, but him trying to get out of the room kind of I, I don't know if it was would you say it was scared? Uh, he was scared to death. Yeah, yeah. So he yeah. was about to piss because he was like, <laughs> "Let me out! Let me out!" And he was banging on the door and yeah, um, yeah, he was as frightened as I've you know I've ever seen the doctor. Yeah, and that's the one where. Rose kind of like talks to the inside of the Dalek, but like, yeah, right. And yeah, she touches the Dalek, and somehow he, because that's how he kind of re, the Dalek sort of regenerates himself because he's almost dead because right. this guy's not giving him, and she touches the, the outer casing, and somehow the Dalek takes something biological from her and sort of renews himself. But yeah, he's yeah, she befriends the Dalek. Yeah. <clears throat> So, so what's it? What's one of the episodes that you don't like? Not like it's bad or whatever. It's just like if it's on and on a rerun. Is there one? That you're uh, like, oh, I don't like that one. There's several David Tennant's that fall into that. Really? Yeah. David Tennant was not. I never was that fond of him as a as a doctor. So, uh, so you must have not really liked the 50th anniversary one then. I did. I really. I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, I, I, actually, I, um, it was well written. Because I loved John Hurt as the War Doctor. Oh, I, that was brilliant casting. That was absolutely brilliant casting. Yeah. Um, gosh, I don't know. The Idiot's Lantern. If that one's on, I'm, I'll pass it up. Okay. That's like from the first season of Tenet. Yeah. Um, I think they did probably my favorite arc. Of Tenet was when um, it was at right at the end of season three, which was Tenet's second season. Uh, the Sound of Drums and the Last of the Time Lords. It was when the Master came back for the right. first time. Right. Really enjoyed that. That was probably my favorite of the Tenet era. Uh, the Idiot's Lantern. That's the one like where they take the face off, right? Yeah. And suck it into the television screens or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, that one's kind of mediocre too. Just didn't. Yeah. I mean, I was just one that came top of my head that I didn't yeah. like. Yeah. There's a couple. There's several in Matt Smith's or I think season seven, which is Matt Smith's last season. I think was the by far the weakest of his run, especially after Amy and Rory left. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with Clara, right? Yeah, like she, the crimson, the crimson horror. Uh, that's like that was <laughs> that was brutal to get through. I just that was like not a good episode. The, yeah, because it seemed like like she started or Clara started strong. Like her character int- was interesting at first, and then it just kind of like fizzled out for me. It's funny. I think. I don't think Clara was a good match for Matt Smith's doctor. I think she was much better suited for Peter Capaldi. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it she worked because better the opposites, for me. Opposites attracted type thing. Yeah, now, I'm not talking about like relationship. I'm just saying. Like, no, no, you're right. Like banter back and forth. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It, and I think that's part of it. Uh, 
because she had real difficulty accepting him yeah at first because he was not like Matt. like I said he was grouchy yeah um, cantankerous yeah. and <laughs> made and made well, and just made a lot of uh, harsh decisions harsh decisions yeah and seemed like he had no remorse when somebody died yeah and she didn't it, it took her a long time you know to kind of understand him as the doctor yeah yeah one that I don't really care for uh, is in the season seven that you're talking about with Matt Smith and it's the town called Mercy. Yeah. That one. Western. <laughs> well, not just that it was a Western. That was fine. It was just the whole, I don't know, like the plot of it or, you know, the whole setting and it was just weird, I guess. Actually, that, that entire season, I thought, was just not a very good one. I'm not sure what it was because it's like, you know, those first few episodes, especially, you know, we saw that you know, like Rory and Amy were starting to get more, you know, they're kind of getting tired of going with the doctor all the time. And then, then they wouldn't, they would right. go off and be domestic for a few months. And the doctor, so it was like very disjointed. It just, there didn't seem to be a coherence and a consistency in the storylines of that season. Yeah. And it seemed like, like the impossible astronaut storyline, that whole thing. Yeah. That, that seemed like it was like the peak of Matt Smith's run. So like for me, whatever you did after that storyline, it was going to be hard to top anyways. Yeah, I agree. That was a really well done arc. And you know, that whole season, like I say, his first two seasons I thought were brilliant. I mean, I really enjoyed them. I enjoyed it. The first season of Matt Smith, kind of really brought me back because i was thinking about <laughs> not watching anymore towards the end of uh, tennis run i yeah. just was not getting it and then okay matt smith because matt and the doctor and amy was a really good match and then when they brought rory more into it because he started out you know as kind of a buffoon comical character yeah then he became you know it was like really noble right person you know, kind of like what mickey did yeah him. exactly I think he was the same way. Started out as kind of goofy and yeah. scared of the shadow. Yeah, Ricky, Mickey, whatever. Ricky, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> so and what that, do you what do you think about um, it becoming Jody now? You know, I'm perfectly fine with it. Um, you know, as long as they're not doing it just to force it. Mm-hmm. To, like to be PC. Yeah, as long as they're not doing it that. You know, and I've thought about it, and I'm like kind of the opinion where else are they going to go yeah because i would rather have certainly i would rather have the female doctor than to go back to another young skinny white male with big hair you know right, right. <laughs> i think the like the david Tennant and matt smith I, that's been done i don't think it could go back to that right so they were left with either another kind of older grumpier character like capaldi or something like a like a, a woman right yeah. but yeah, i'm looking forward to her seeing what she does with it and, her, and the outfit they picked for her looks pretty cool, too. Yeah, it does. Because, I mean, it seems like it's, you know, her shirt, sweater is basically like Tom Baker's scarf, basically. Yeah, the colors are the same. It's kind of like an homage. She wears yeah. the boots she has are very similar to the boots that Matt Smith wore. I was actually, I was reading an article on it. You know, I went through her whole wardrobe article by article and say, okay, well, this ties back to... And she wears a long coat, which several doctors have done. Oh, and her suspenders. Suspenders, yes. Yeah. 
So it looks cool. And and they've changed her TARDIS too, which is cool. Which, I mean, they're going to have to change her TARDIS because it spit her out the last <laughs> that we saw and it's blowing up. So. Well, and that's that's the one thing. I, I kind of understand it, but to me that's getting a little old hat. Yes. It's like I understand that there's a symbiosis between the Doctor and the TARDIS. You know, they're kind of it, in a degree – or just one. So when the doctor changes, the doc- TARDIS changes. But I'm that never happened up until Tenant. Yeah. Where you know, oh, the doctor regenerates, the TARDIS blows itself to smithereens and right. recreates itself. So it's like okay, and it didn't do that with Capaldi really. But it, uh, it's just like that. That when I watched the regeneration of Capaldi into to Jody. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing I thought about when the TARDIS started blowing up. I was like, oh, not again. Yeah. Please, not again. Yeah. This is really yeah. was done. It, it seems trite. but Yeah, we'll it, it seems like we just had that with Tenet to Smith, right? Yeah. And so that was the only weak sauce, I guess, that we'll call it, about the debut. I was like, we've already seen this. We've seen yeah. it like three years ago. Yep, exactly. Exactly. But, you know, and of course they set themselves up for, you know, women who can't drive type thing. Jokes all over. Oh, yeah, I saw that because <laughs> the, the haters were already like, See, the, even the TARDIS is, doesn't, want a, doesn't want a woman doctor. So. Yeah, right. It, it's even rejecting her and spitting her out or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, and people jump on that. Oh, yeah. But other than that, I'm, like I say, I'm looking forward to it. You know, we, we still got a long wait. It's not going to be out till October. I know. So we're you know, still months away from the, seeing any new Doctor. Yeah. So what about companions? Who's some of your favorite companions? Oh gosh. Because um, always for me it's going to be Rose. Rose was just, just because I think she's hot. I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest. <laughs> well, that's that's plenty of good reason. <laughs> Plus, like you know, her emotional stuff with Tenet, which obviously you didn't like. But, like, even her, like, innocence type thing with Eccleston, you know, as where he's coming off as the harsh person and she's still believes in good of everybody type stuff. Yeah. Rose is definitely one. Amy, now, if you want to go with the hotness factor, Amy, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> but, see, I'm a – redheads are my weakness. Yeah. I mean, they just <laughs> – um, Clara, like I, said, like I said earlier, I think – she was much better with Capaldi than she was with Matt Smith. It just seemed to fit better. Yeah. Um, classic series, without a doubt, my favorite companion is the first Romana. Okay. That's a good with Tom call. with Tom Baker. That she was just cause like she was smart. She was smarter than the Doctor, but she had to kind of stay in the background. But she was intelligent enough to know how to do it, and she was just I thought she was well done. Probably one of the best kick. Uh, companions of the classic series. Um, yeah, that would be the ones that come to mind for me. Yeah, that and the uh, Romana that you're talking about is it the blonde-haired one or the brunette? No, brunette, the first yeah. one. Yeah, yeah Romana. Okay. okay, yeah. Uh, I forgot the actress's name. She died here a couple of years ago. Mary Tam. Mary Tam, yeah. Okay, because I was like, which one was the, you know, which one? Was yeah, the, the second Romana was the very was the thin blonde that had kind of. Yeah, she didn't have buck teeth, but she had, you know, yeah. like uh, an overbite type thing. Overbite. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was, you know, attractive, but I just she, she her personality was kind of a bit different. The first Romana was very kind of almost regal, right? Yeah, in a sense, and 
she was much more. I liked the banner between her and the doctor better because you know being a time lord herself or time lady, you know she had all this knowledge. So she was like, in some ways she's equal, but she's not. Right. Uh, because she was a woman. Well, she, yeah, and yeah, and the, at the Back time then. So, yeah, we're talking about yeah, no. this was mid yeah. to late seventies for right. her. Right. So yeah, it was. But her yeah. being equal to a certain extent was still like breakthrough back then. Yeah. Well, it's like when she they first introduced her, her episode, she's talking about, you know, she was making fun of the doctor that she scored some of the highest marks ever at the academy and he barely passed. You right. know, he, just, <laughs> yeah. he almost flunked out of Time Lord Academy. And so, you know, you, you get the right off. You can see you know, she's an intelligent woman. She can stay with the doctor's thinking. Yep, definitely. Some cool gadgets. So what's your favorite version of the Sonic? Um, I don't know. Probably the, the one of the more simpler ones that, that like Eccleston carried. The blue one? Or yeah. the blue tip one? Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't have a specific one, but yeah. I, I, you know, when it got started getting larger with Matt Smith, he had that yeah. big... I think it's okay. Looking, it's kind of looking unwieldy because you, you have to. He has to carry that around in a pocket. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I did not like probably the thing that I like least in the Capaldi run was the Sonic sunglasses. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That just don't, that like Peter, you're you're in your fifties. You, you know the, <laughs> the I understand the right. It just struck me. It seemed too like midlife crisis. Like, right. Yeah. For him to wear these sunglasses. I can see. Although they fit in well on the last season when he was blind, you know, because right. he was using those as because he could like see. Daredevil style, right? Yeah, uh, or you know, also some sort of Jordy, you know, Star Trek. Oh, he was, yep, he was yep. getting information into his yep. Directly brain, in. he could see through, yep. he could see infrared or something like that. Through it. But yeah, using it, that was that just didn't work as well for me, <laughs> at least for me. <laughs> Definitely could see that. How did you think? What did you think about? Uh, we're talking about females. How did you think about Missy? Um, she was okay. Um, I really liked Missy. I thought that was a brilliant choice and a good actress. And it, it brought a new dimension to the doctor-master's relationship. She was definitely more subdued. True, yes. It was kind of more... It put a different spin on it that I think it needed. Because it seemed like... Kind of like what you are saying. Like, where do you go for for the next doctor? It was kind of the same thing for the master, really. Yeah. In my opinion. It's like, how many times can you regenerate the master with the same old, same old? Yeah, well, it's, it's yeah, because it's like, okay, here we go. The master's going to come up with some plot that the doctor's got to foil. Right. In which, and Missy did some of that, but it was then, especially this kind of got strange in this last season with Capaldi where she was locked in that vault. Yeah. For, and you didn't really know, you suspected it was her for the first four or five episodes. But it was like really, I think, episode six before they actually acknowledged that it was her in there. Yeah. Yep. Good point. Let's see. So what what would you think of as like a collaboration Doctor episode? Cause since we've seen a lot of like, you know, Tennant and Matt and then the War Doctor and then this past one, we saw the first and Capaltis. Ah, you know, I mean, it's it, there's so much that they can do. I would like to see Christopher Eccleston come back. And, yeah. 
I doubt that he ever would, but I heard that in the fiftieth, I think, or one of them. Yeah, I think it was the fiftieth one that they had. Um, they reached out to him and asked him, and he denied it or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, that's only here on one side too, right? True. And they snuck him in <laughs> with a little about yeah. one second clip. Yeah. Towards the end. But I would like to see him back. Um, I'm really curious to see if they do anything with Jody Whitaker and the River Song. Yeah, that would. Because <laughs> you know, hey, they're 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 spouses. Yep, they're married. So I don't know if they'll. I don't know what Chibnall's got in in mind for the character. Now, do you think like there for a while? Do you think Rivers? Uh, Mystique, I guess, kind of wore off because they like went to the well too many times. It's possible. Yeah, I think I think there's probably some truth to that because. Um, I mean, yeah, I yeah. mean, how many times can you hear the word spoilers? In... Right. Yeah. Hey, now, Alex is pretty hot too, so you leave. Well, yeah, <laughs> hey, I'm not. <laughs> I liked River. I thought she was good, but I think I, I can see your point. It's almost like what you get to the. You get to a point, it's like, what next can we do? Right. You know, we've yeah. done all the stuff. We've done points where the doctor doesn't know who River is, but then he rem- knows River, but he doesn't know that they were. Right. Whereas she has the entire. Yeah. She's going backwards in time, and he's going forward in time. Right. So she sees the end of their relationship, and so she knows what all what's going to happen. He doesn't, and that was, I think that was a part of what made that whole storyline. Right. Interesting is that you can see them coming to that midpoint mm-hmm. uh, where now they all know, both know the whole story. And when you get to there, what else do you do? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Because to me, it's like there for a while, I didn't care if a Dalek was in an episode or a season or not because it seemed like we got them all the time. Yeah. So it's to like, me, it made, it made them not as intimidating as they should have been there for a while yeah i think i agree with that and it, that would be true for any villain you know like if you had if every yeah. episode was the cyberman oh you get tired of cyberman right but i think villains like that you know to like you all like to go in a, a different direction it's joker in batman right yeah. joker has to be used very sparingly you knew i'd work a batman reference into this podcast. <laughs> well yeah and, and that's true it's like if you know put them on the shelf for a little bit and then bring them back Let's ex- explore other stuff. But I think one of the funniest scenes you talk about River and the Doctor was it was in the Angels Take Manhattan where the Doctor's trying to she's uh, gotten one of the angels has, has grabbed her wrist and she's trapped and the Doctor's trying he's there's some temporal something going on where he can't land the TARDIS and he finally does make the TARDIS and she's standing there in the grasp of the angel. And he looks at her and says, "Sorry, honey, traffic was hell." <laughs> yeah, that was one of the most, that was one of the funniest interactions between those two characters that I recall. Because there's, it, well, that and always like when they sync the journals up, I thought was always right good banter between them. Yep. Anyway, yeah, we haven't talked much about Capaldi. I think, you know, he, I yeah. think his first season was his strongest. You think so? I think well, this last one was pretty good too. But I would say the first, his first season was strong. The second got a little off, wasn't quite as coherent. And the last one was pretty good. It, it had a good story that ran all through the season. Yeah, like uh, over 
what do they what do you call it overarching season yeah, yeah. overarching because yeah. you because you knew what was coming you know it's his last season so you know yeah and bill right is it bill or is it bob I always get it mixed up the companion girl are you there yeah yeah i'm here i lost you for a second oh is it bill or is it bob it's bill right <laughs> bill is this yeah okay last. I always, I always get her her name wrong for whatever reason. Bill D- Potts. D- did you did you enjoy her? I thought she was good. Yeah, I enjoyed her better than I did the last few episodes of where Clara was in there. Yeah. I think, like I said, that was uh, season two. I was thinking it was one of the why it wasn't quite as good a season. It just as they went on, Doctor and Clara seemed to it just didn't seem to fit anymore. I think she knew she was leaving. And yeah, and it didn't care really as much it, it seemed that way to me a little bit that it just sort of became phone it in type phone it in well f- or formulaic you know it's yeah, just like okay yeah. here's the same thing same thing yeah I and see that. it's interesting because you know we have to get new doctors every three or four years it seems to be three years seems to be the, the pattern for most of them right which brings a I think that's why the show has lasted for 54 years now is because of, and you have to do the same thing with the companions. They become stale as well. Right. You know, I mean, you've had pet companions that have spanned the doctors, but at some point they, they need to, to leave because it just becomes a bit too stale. Stale. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or even the audience doesn't like them as much, which I think like Martha falls into that category for whatever reason. Yeah. She wasn't. I liked her, but she wasn't. She yeah. After Rose, she had a tough. She was one of those again. Yeah, she, like, yeah, she had a tough gig because she had, she had to a follow. tough gig because she had to follow Rose, and Rose was so well liked. So it was almost like she was screwed no matter what she did. <laughs> yeah, right from the get go. Yeah, and uh, oh gosh, what's the one that came after that? Donna. Donna. She was the most comical yeah. of the companions. Which makes sense because the actress is a comedian, comedic actress. Right. She's had her own comedy for. She had a comedy variety show in Britain for years on BBC. Yeah, and and I think maybe I say that in that episode, but like for her, like she didn't need Doctor to be on the Doctor show to have notoriety type thing. Right. Like it was almost like a, I don't, I wouldn't say like pay decrease, but like. She was fine doing her own comedy stuff throughout the whole thing. So for her to, like, it was just something new that she wanted to do type thing. Yeah, that's, again, because, yeah, Billy Piper and Freema, you know, these were young actresses that were trying to build a career, you know, really unknown names. Whereas um, Catherine Tate, Mm -hmm. Donna was, you know, she she had already made her name and was was known. Which Billy Piper was, uh, she was in a rock band that was over big but it was they were like on their downward like sl- slide type thing right but yeah like Freema she she was starting out and same thing with Karen you know yeah as to where like you know even with Tennant and Matt Smith I would say but like Capulti's been in everything you know for a while so it was like when he took over as doctor it seemed like he was already an established actor type thing which I think was the first time that they'd done that. Yeah, certainly in many years. I'm, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, well, yeah. the first, absolutely the first William Hartnell, he had had some notoriety, and Patrick Troughton. Right. But 
you know, like Tom Baker, Tom Baker was working in construction when they hired him <laughs> to be the doctor. Right. Um, sorry about that beeping. Uh, <laughs> my wife's in the refrigerator. That's all right. Um, yeah, I mean, like Tom Baker was working construction when he was hired to play the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Which I always thought was interesting. <laughs> Why he wasn't doing it. If nothing else, Tom Baker could do voice work because he has such a strong and, uh, you know, deep timbre and great voice. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, now, I'm, now I'm really rambling, but that's okay. That's all right. It's cool to ramble. That's what yeah. we do on here. <laughs> we the TARDIS never stays on track. <laughs> All right. The, uh, I'm surprised it hasn't blown up and threw us out for as many I'm, episodes yeah. that we went off topic on this. Oh well, I, <laughs> I started to make a comment that would have been inappropriate, so I won't. Uh... Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like uh, I think I'm kind of excited to see where we where we go with with Jody because. At first, I really, really, really didn't like it. But the reason why I didn't like it was because I felt that it was forced to go that way. Yeah, I was worried that it might be. As we in since as several months have passed, I bet fear has feeling has gone away. I don't really think it's all that forced. Yeah, right. But at the time, I just I, I felt like it was. You know, well, a lot of people did. Yeah. So. And a lot of people still feel that way, you know. Some right, of the, yeah. there's still a lot of hotheads either way, but you know, I mean, it, it's the show has got to evolve and change. It's got to, yep. Or it's gonna go away. Yep. Because it'll get to the point where, like I say, you could have one Matt Smith slash David Tennant type after another, one after another after another, after, and it's gonna get repetitive, you know, stale, and repetitive. Yeah. And. Um, yep, I agree, and and I think this is a good way to shake it up and to uh, get going again. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, you're gonna, you're going to have some people watch out of pure curiosity. Yeah, right. And that have never watched it before, right. and say, like, oh, this is something because because of all the you know notoriety that's going on about it, and it's like, and it's it's not a new story. I mean, it's like every time the doctor changes, everybody's like, no, um, no. Um, there's always this huge group of people. Mm-hmm. No, that's not my doctor. All right, right yeah. Like this. yeah. And then by the time that actor leaves, those same group of people, mm-hmm. you know, are doing reaction videos on YouTube and they're in <laughs> tears. You know, the, yes. because, of, because the doctor's leaving. Right. Right. And then, it, so, and then it's the same cycle over and over again. Right. Yeah. That's what makes it's almost humorous. Like so I and I was kind of felt that when Jody was announced it's like yeah. everybody no no this is more, no we're not accepting this yeah, I was, I'm like, okay this is nothing new same story yeah. 10th verse yeah, kind of. right. yeah exactly um you want to start wrapping this one up buddy yeah um one thing i do want to shout out since we uh we kind of touched on both of them in this episode what i thought was cool is um river and pete oh well Alex Kingston and Peter McCann, which would be River and the Eighth Doctor. Oh um, yeah, I hadn't thought about it. That's a they're, that's they're, a good one. Well, they, they um, I think coming this summer they will join forces for a new audio adventure, and Alex Kingston and Peter McCann will narrate it. Have so, you listened to any of those? Because that's one thing I have not done. Is I have actually I have listened to the David Tennant and uh, Catherine Tate one. 
Uh-huh. And, and and it's kind of like it's not an audio drama, but it's kind of a mix between an audio book and like a, the audio dramas. So there's times when they're just narrating parts, and then there's times when there's certain sound effects too. Because I I know that Mc, Paul McGann has done several of them. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, he referenced it you know, the that, the mini episode, the Night of the Doctor, mm-hmm. where he at the end where he regenerates into the war doctor and he's, he, he salutes and he names off several companions. And some of them are, are companions that not have not been on a TV show. Right. That were in the radio or the audio dramas because he really named off a bunch of names. I'm like, I've never heard of that person. I've never heard of that person. Right. Well, I just and, thought it was cool because you know, that's a way to insert river and, and with the older doctors even. Yeah, because apparently she's always been there, type of thing, you know. So, <clears throat> or I guess she hasn't always been there, but you know, she can get introduced that way because you know her timeline's all out of whack anyway. But that what? one's that one's called Doom Coalition Two. Okay, I'll have to look for that. But yeah, um, I'd be happy to have you back on whenever you can. Sure, just all I have to do is ask. All um, right, available. Well, Let's Certainly, wrap. maybe, you know, if not sooner, about the time the new season starts. Yep. <laughs> yep. Get some reactions and reviews and that type of thing. Like what, okay. what we think is going on. Yep. Um, like I said before, Jay is on Best of the Rest with Dennis. And you want to give out your Twitter handles for that? Yes. Whatever. Well, my Twitter is at JayForgets. <laughs> you can... <laughs> Dennis Chandler is at U-T-E-N-G-R, and, or you can tweet the show directly at B-O-T-R Comics. Cool. And I am at Rumbar316. Austin is at I'm Shadowman316. And Shane is at Shaney Who. And the show is at Timey Wimey Hour. And we are out. Okay, you used to be me. You've done all this before. What happens next? I don't remember. How can you forget this? Hey, hang on, it's not my fault. You're obviously not paying enough attention. Reverse the polarity. Why are you pointing your screwdrivers like that? They're scientific instruments, not water pistols. I demand to be incarcerated in the tower immediately with my co-conspirators, Sanshoes and Grandad. Grandad? They're not Sanshoes. <laughs>